Saurabh and Saurabh talk shit for another episode. Uh, I'm your co-host Saurabh. And your second co-host Saurabh. So today we're back to talk about a rather a little bit kind of a sensitive topic, which is about the whole edgy phase of YouTube and you know its whole uh, what do you say aftermath with a fellow college student Andrew. Andrew, you want to yeah. say something? Yeah. So this is a topic that is something that has really grabbed my attention for a very long time. Because for me, uh, when this content was, you know, being like, you know, published live at that particular era, it was one of the videos online that I used to religiously keep tabs with and watch, which is pretty weird because at that time I was probably like 15 or 16 years old. And it's probably not something a 15 or 16 year old should ideally watch. But here we are. So no, it's perfect for teenagers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What so, do you mean? What do you mean? Ideally, should they should not watch. How white are you, bro? <laughs> no man. So uh, yeah. So like, I think YouTube as a what do you say a streaming? I mean, it is now uh, officially a streaming software because of YouTube Premium and everything. But YouTube as a platform for content became popular during the. 2012s and 13s. I think mostly after PewDiePie came into the picture, because he made oh, yeah. gaming as like a mainstream content. Like you know, gaming videos weren't a thing we haven't re- ever really heard of. And then PewDiePie yeah. came into the picture and he made like these right. horror re- uh, games, reactive gameplays and walkthroughs. Okay, and it's like, and honestly, it's something I enjoy because like even if he does one today, I still watch it because. I mean, he, uh, yeah, I mean like gameplay walkthroughs and whatnot were always a thing and people who followed gaming on youtube would you know be average followers of content that would yeah. to it, but, uh, yeah but like I guess uh, you can say pewdiepie popularized yeah uh, definitely gaming content made it more for mainstream audiences and like people yeah. who weren't interested in gaming were still watching it for his personality and like exactly girls were watching it because he's pretty and like you know yeah i mean so. it's not like he started the whole trend we're not saying that he yeah. he, he was the one who popularized it because like yeah. after pewdiepie came you know uh no one really saw his call of duty videos or minecraft videos okay we all know pewdiepie for his uh outlast gameplay amnesia gameplays oh, yeah, yeah. and everything because like he started doing this whole thing about playing horror games by himself and it's like even as an audience when we were watching it was like we were playing the game with him getting sh- and shitting our pants simultaneously so no, i mean i thought pewdiepie was a clickbait all my life i still do though i, like, no. I did watch him for a lot i i've watched a few episodes but like i always thought he was a clickbait because of like how much content he posted like every single day he's posting some of the other thing now how's that clickbaiting yeah you know, i mean no, I mean, it's, His it's titles like, no, I mean, yeah, but like, I always thought he was a clickbait because I never really understood what he was doing. Like, I mean, I probably like, I was one of those people that didn't like the edgy content that was put up on YouTube. But the edgy content is a different yeah, phase. But yeah, we get into that. But like, you yeah. But like, you know, uh, I mean, I was subscribed to Pewds I think in 2014 myself. Okay. But I never actually really watched Pewds during that time. Cause like I, and I, yeah, I don't know why. It's just like, I never really watched Pewds during that. I knew there was the guy called PewDiePie on YouTube. who was damn popular and I was subscribed to him, but I never really saw it. But then like further ahead, like around 2015, 2016, I actually started watching his videos when he started adapting to the whole filthy Franks out of YouTube. I think it was around 2014, 2000, uh, yeah, 2014, 2015, then Filthy Frank, uh, Max Mofo, iDubs, and uh, Chad, and how to basically started all taking over the whole YouTube, right? 
they yeah. they started coming in with the fucked up fucking kind of videos like i don't even know why, what to call it yeah. other than like I mean, some I, I, um, i wouldn't say they took over youtube in the beginning they were like kings of the underground you know right like right niche content on youtube like yeah. everyone everyone who was like you know like myself at that point of time like balls deep in youtube lore and like what's happening exactly. you know, under the covers or whatever like you know who filthy frank is like he was uh, yeah king of that entire edgy phase youtube went through yeah I, he was the face of that edginess on youtube like right. the moment you think about you know like edge lords of youtube i think like joji's face is something you see first and next to him you see the other faces yeah. cuz like you know his and whole the thing is like yeah Uh, when filthy frank left youtube and joji uh, you know was born <laughs> yeah like that, that it wasn't him leaving youtube that signified the end of like the golden age of youtube yeah, but everything else that happened right before that this was like the final like swan song for you know youtube's golden age like after he left and before he left like everything that happened in that like uh, time frame was just like i mean i'll go into it later but like there's so much stuff that happened over there that has made youtube what it is right now you know like yeah i mean i remember okay it was like 2 years ago right he had uploaded francis of the filth the last ever video on the filthy frank tv yeah. youtube channel and it was like in his all his personalities like you know they were coming together and i remember there's the japanese guy, i forgot I, i've even actually forgotten the names but there's the guy who's speaking like only three lines the same again and again in japanese with like 16 different subtitles in english as if like he's you mean grown. the guy who's like franku that yeah, yeah and it's like i remember it's like the lord like you know keeping up with all filthy frank's personalities for his videos pink guy this and everything yeah. it was fucking hilarious cuz like salamander man yeah exactly salamander man and everything cuz like these these things were like very unique and you know like i remember other than that if you want to really go in edginess but like in terms of originality there was also ryan higa who had wacky ass yeah. content and i honestly to this yeah. day i still like ryan higa's content cuz like he genuinely yeah, he, comes every once in a while but he comes up with like pretty unique stuff which takes a lot of effort yeah. cuz you can see that in his yeah. videos and you know that's like sure. it's beautiful so, higa was part of like the big 3 in the early 2010s like yeah i started watching youtube like you know definitely uh, exactly often uh, i think it was around 2011 2012 when the only three names on youtube that mattered were ray william johnson niga higa and smosh and oh like, my god uh, yes yeah and like the big three like basically uh, what on the trending tab all the fucking time and uh, Yeah, man, Ryan Higa. He has so many iconic videos, which like everyone fucking knows. Like, I mean, iPod and how to be a ninja, how to act like your favorite artist. How like, how to sing like your favorite artist. Yeah, yeah. How to be emo, all, all that shit is like exactly. Awesome. The yeah. is Illuminati real? Oh my god! Like yeah. his fun it, game. So perfectly uh, representative of what YouTube was meant to be. You know, like very DIY type content. made by users like unique users. original content yeah. not like taken off somewhere yeah. yeah like you know yeah. and youtube had a face like when youtube became this popular right it had an identity like you know if you go on youtube this is what you will see right sure, yeah. and then smosh burnt out after they made like the shitty hollywood films <laughs> and uh, yeah like you know it's like but still going back to like the filthy frank era of youtube like 
we had the normal kind of content, right? Like PewDiePie, Nigahiga and everyone, right? They were making content that was like easy to soak in, easy to uh, like easy to understand. And yeah, then yeah. you had like then you had like Max Mofo, Idubs, Chad, How to Basic, and Filthy Frank, who were like banging shit, breaking shit, eating hairs, uh, cakes made out of yeah. hair, putting like tons of noodles inside washing machine. Yeah. And like, See, what a lot of people don't know is that in it was around 2012 when um, YouTube announced that the algorithm is going to shift to favor watch time over views. Exactly. And like, so when it it was suggest a video, um, uh, it was suggest videos depending on how long people would watch the video for. Yeah. Therefore, uh, like two three minute clips, like uh, was like you know people didn't upload that too much. Like you know Charlie bit my finger or. Uh, uh, oblivion NPC dialogue, like tiny, like yeah, yeah, yeah I remember. People stop caring about that because they weren't on trending tab anymore. They were very hard to find. Exactly. And they weren't promoted well enough. So all the content creators who would make like these short, funny videos had to change up their game completely so they could stay in the game. Yeah. So you have like, like the entire landscape of YouTube shifted in 2012 because everyone was making 10 plus minute videos to get that watch time and to keep getting the ad revenue to you know keep the channel afloat. So. Yeah, yeah, and like that was like what brought in a lot of content that we wouldn't have. Other. Yeah, but like you know, YouTube's algorithm, you know, throughout like these decades that have passed, it's been shifting so much and screwing each and every content creator like sideways. Yeah. Like you know, mm-hmm. like you have these different phases, right? At one point, Max Mofo and everyone like the whole. Aussie group right they were they were fucking popular as hell like you know people were aware about these guys and like what the fuck kind of fucked up videos they were going you would see them at like different conventions and shit packs and everything and now you come it's like gaming is the most glorified thing on YouTube and it's like original content is gone YouTube has become a mainstream platform for even TV shows to be, you know, streamed on, like, or like movie trailers to be given. It's like, it's just like YouTube has started accommodating everything. And the moment it did that, big companies like, you know, like massive companies, like all these production houses, music production, uh, record labels and everything, they started putting all their shit on YouTube as well. Like back in the day, if you wanted to see a music video, Vevo would have to have like produced it, right? Or else you wouldn't see a music video because like there would be the Bebo symbol everywhere. But now like you'd see like, you know, all these artists, it's just they are the ones supporting themselves because they can now. It's like putting your content up on YouTube isn't a hard thing anymore. It was very much back then. Mm-hmm. You need to have a certain kind of rep to make it work. Yeah. And the problem is now is YouTube pushes like, you know, A-list celebrities and uh, their content and like. Exactly. Yeah. Like anything sponsored is always pushed on YouTube now. It's very hard to be a regular user with a small subscriber base and ever make it big now more than ever because they don't promote anything that doesn't already have like, uh, you know, a, a couple, like 100,000 views. Yeah. A number of subscribers because they want the ones that who are at the top, like the ones they are safe with. Um, to, to keep the keep getting the revenue. Out, yeah. yeah. And it's like... And, uh, it's actually so sad because like, yeah, exactly. Like, you know, it's like we've lost so much along the way because of this one simple thing. Yeah. Like yeah. for me right now, the most I watch is like myself. I watch ga- gaming videos at the most, right? Because I love playing video games myself. 
and okay. it's some it's a, it's the it's the kind of content that definitely catches my eye and these are channels that i've been subscribed to for such a long time so i keep revisiting them again and again because i'm no i'm aware about their existence but there are tons of these channels like you, you know rakaraka right uh i i've heard that his mortal combat fatalities video got yeah removed and exactly. that was like a big thing on youtube because yes definitely monetization was fucking everybody's shit up yeah rakaraka are like this australian brothers who make the most right. violent videos ever like their videos are like if like you know straight up fucking crazy was a stamp rakaraka would be like flying with that things like you know stamped on their fucking tits that's 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 mm-hmm. that's basically what the channel is like their content is fucking amazing it's it's weirdly very original like they have videos like star wars versus harry potter marvel versus dc and everything and it's fucking crazy like it's consciously and ironically you know produced with a low budget and purposely made to look like a shitty student film but the way they do it the blood the visual effects the gore and everything it is too good it's too good to be on youtube and like it's extremely violent and gruesome for a kid or an average watcher to come across and that's why it gets demonetized every time they upload a video but like i can't stress on the fact that how fucking great it is because like rakaraka is someone who've met maximo for everything it's there they're there in one of uh, the vlogs about the packs once from idubs and maximo right you you can see them they even met uh, what do you say uh, pews for that instance but like they are the ones who like in the underground of youtube okay they are the ones who are still making like this edgy violent content and it's like they're forgotten yeah. it's like the fan base that was existing there for a particular time is the only one that's following them i mean i'm i'm sure they're still making it but there's no way they're going to be as successful as they used to yeah be. they definitely not get they're going to get demonetized like left right and center yeah. they're going to not be put on trending going to get very little views they don't they did they not put on trending they not yeah. even uh, rec- put on recommended Dude, much youtube has fucked over everybody so fucking hard all because of big okay so what kick started the apocalypse and everything happening over there was that one pewdiepie video where uh, he pays those indian kids on fiverr to put up death to the jews you know that video oh right yeah yeah very took so, the hitler jokes too seriously Yeah. Oh, I mean the mainstream media did. But yeah. Like, uh what I mean for people who aren't familiar with what happened like basically it was around I think 2016 like near the end of it. Yeah. PewDiePie uploaded this video where uh, he there's a website called Fiverr where you pay people $5 yeah. and you will do whatever the fuck you want them to do like whatever they uh, whatever like services they provide. So you can have like a porn star, like wish your friend a happy birthday for five dollars. So you could have uh, some dude dressed up like Jesus, like you know. Jesus is popular on YouTube and, like, as well. You, you can and you can tell him exactly what you want him to say. So you just like, yeah. give him a paragraph, and you pay the five bucks, and you can say you can tell him to say whatever the fuck you want, and he'll do it right by like uh, contract or whatever, uh, which is what the whole website is about. And uh, what PewDiePie did in this one video was. there were i think two the two indian boys right yeah 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 so there were two indian kids who wanted to make a buck on fiverr right and uh, they had this thing where you can send in any one sentence to them and they will do a little dance and like hold that uh hold that sentence up written on a huge uh, 
you know like postdoc yeah and uh, like wearing fucking lungis in like middle of kerala i remember like, yeah they had that old tribal uh, thing going on or some shit yeah yeah so it was like a little funny meme right and people would send random stuff and uh, pewdiepie thought it would be funny and it it was i guess but like pewdiepie thought it would be funny to uh, write down i mean to send them the request to say death to all jews yeah i remember and, uh, as a i mean like honestly uh, i found it funny i'll be very honest i i yeah, did it was, find it, it funny was, yeah it was pretty funny because like the context what makes it funny like the reason he did it was to see like how far he can push you know the, the boundaries on fiverr and like he found out and the entire like community and youtube suffered because of it but i'll, I'll get into that yeah i remember um, the guardian and everything covering it as like anti semitic oh and God, everything dude, what like, the fuck so is up with that you both are shit still oh uh, but yeah so he made them do it and like he reacted to it and like obviously it was very clearly satire <laughs> and very clearly like it was just it's yeah. a joke like everyone knows it. like everyone knows purify doesn't want to fucking kill all the jews yeah it's cuz of his existing hitler joke as well so like time, his like, fan base is aware why he's doing it yeah like like you know like obviously he's not fucking anti semitic or whatever but um what happened was like around that time youtube was getting really popular and really big and like uh the whole like mainstream media and tv in general was it's it still is like almost dead at this point but like it was dying like over there right and like a lot of like msn publications were aware of the fact that youtube is taking over and that you know big creators are making so much money and like journalism that they're putting out is not really getting anywhere because everyone wants to consume content in video format because that's just how things are right? and yeah. uh, uh what happened was uh in 2017 like I think it was like very early in 2017, like January or something. Like, uh, a lot of mainstream publications started writing articles on uh, on um, these ads they would find by big brands on videos that were by extremist organizations like ISIS and fucking Combat 18, which is a neo-Nazi group, right? Yeah. And like these videos would be like very. like clear cut like fucking hate speech man like it was just like like horrible stuff like that right and like uh what happened was they would watch his videos on youtube like isis beheadings and what not and th- you would see sponsored advertisements in the beginning of the video i remember like, yeah the isis videos it got popular on yeah. whatsapp as well i remember people sending me shots of guy or these two uh, isis dude literally taking a machete and cutting someone's head off yeah yeah and it was so, gruesome yeah dude so like uh how ads work on youtube is there are two types of ads right there are sponsored i mean every every ad is sponsored but there are uh the sponsored ads are like two categories okay one is embedded and one is banner so the banner ads are the ones you see when you search for any video and you watch any video and on the corners of the screen on the sides of the screen you see like an ad or under the screen there, right? you see it yeah yeah whatever those are like banner ads so yeah yeah those um yeah all the money for those kind of ads go straight uh, to youtube and the you know brands pay for it now uh, the other type of ad you see on youtube is the embedded ads those are the fucking annoying ones that play before every video or in yeah and video. sometimes you, you can't skip them so those ads are very important for creators because a portion of the profits youtube makes from you know like those ads is the one that goes to, to them the exactly creators. exactly yeah and youtube runs on like an advertisement based like business model right yeah so uh, it's very important that everything flows like that and like 
creators get paid for the ads on their uh, channel depending on how many views the videos get very simple now how everything got fucked up is in 2017 in january when um uh, these publications started writing articles about like how dare youtube promote hate speech and how dare you know these ads be uh, like like the huge ads man like pepsico starbucks all that shit would show up on um, these uh, hate speech videos right yeah so a lot of advertisers started getting a bit like conscious about what's happening and started getting a bit uncomfortable with the fact that like they are completely unaware of what's happening and like you know their name is being like slandered by uh, uh, you know uh, by, by what's going on by youtube essentially by google yeah and uh, a few of them started pulling out of uh, pulling out of youtube and pulling out of uh, like stop stop advertising on youtube and no. uh, but not enough like it wasn't like most big brands didn't pull out cuz they were like you know like because hopefully this entire situation will like get sorted under the rug and like most people won't find out uh won't read these articles or it won't become too big of a problem for them to that PR can't deal with right and uh, uh so like people were starting getting aware of the fact that youtube is showing like big brand ads on these things or what not but where everything got really fucked up was in february when the wall street journal made a made a very slanderous and like uh like complete libel like an article on pewdiepie where they basically called him like a neo nazi and like i remember yeah and uh, and their examples for him uh, promoting anti semitic views and like like everything anti jew essentially is like random jokes that he would make in his videos completely taken out of context and like just they fucking demonized him so much in the mainstream media and like that one article calling him out blew the fuck up and like everyone knew about it right like people who didn't know didn't know who purify was like they knew him after that and uh, yeah exactly that much. that article in a very weird way gave purify a lot of popularity cuz like yeah. before that he had like like he had he still had a very strong fan base cuz he was still the king of youtube but like yeah. that article like made him the god of youtube for that particular era cuz like people are now actually yeah. looking into his content to see what actually happened and then they realize like you know most of the shit that these articles are saying are bullshit yeah, and manipulated yeah it's like you know they're basically yeah, trying exactly. to favor themselves cuz like leeching off youtube as the strongest way right he's the biggest content yeah, yeah. creator on youtube right now and like, like yeah the thing is all these publications are so jealous of purify like his success that they they like grasping at straws trying to take him down exactly cuz like, you know, like at the end of the day he's just a swedish boy who got popular right so anyway as i was saying um what happened after this was like like all these big brands started getting called out for having their ads on purify videos now and purify is too big for anyone to ignore and or yeah. blew up so you had this huge like companies like pepsico starbucks and walmart and like like god knows what else like they all pulled out of youtube like like straight up like they just like like removed all their stuff from youtube and this is where youtube starts to panic right and google's like yo like most like what i think like a, a good percentage like 10% of like all ad revenue in the us which google gets is from youtube and uh, google is like you know a huge company but youtube is a very big asset of this and uh, what they did was they were like fuck it we're going to change the system completely like in terms of what content Uh, is allowed and what isn't allowed and what gets taken down to change everything right so pre 2017 youtube would take down inappropriate videos for whatever reasons by three methods okay one is user flagging the most prominent uh, um 
method like pre 2017 the other two were human moderators and algorithmic detection and the thing is after like this entire incident and youtube like promising the advertisers like you know like it's never going to happen again please come back please put your ads on our stuff and shit uh, what they did was um they changed the algorithm completely and they made the detection so fucking bad that like it targeted by words and yeah i remember offensive slightly off-putting like fucking offensive language and shit like anything that that was not squeaky clean family friendly shit would be demonetized immediately and 2017 was like 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 probably the the like before all this happened the 2016 i guess was like the like right before this big controversy it was the peak of like most of these youtubers like idubs and filthy frank and uh grady under a like all of them were making these really uh, edgy videos and getting a fuckload of views and they all got demonetized like simultaneously you know like they all lost so much fucking income and most of them like have fallen off like completely like most of them either don't make videos anymore or have changed their content completely still yeah. out you know because they got a fucking good food on the table and youtube, YouTube mean, won't let them because youtube has changed completely yeah. genuinely when was the last time they actually saw like an idubs idubs video or a max mofo video because filthy yeah. frank just left youtube max mofo just disappeared yeah. for two years off the grid right you yeah. would see some content on this like his pokemon channel or gaming channel or some shit yeah right and back then he made pokemon videos after fucking like exactly know, it's like it's so hard to liters of milk and like vomiting it in a bucket called it the vomit chat like he, dude drinking bro, 18 like, pints of food. beer what the fuck kind of shit is he on like like dude, you used to do such fucked up shit like the vomit challenge and like the the slip and slide blood challenge like yeah all these fucking, like bodily fluids and sh- like really fucked up shit he would put on uh youtube and get like tens of millions of views and like this adpocalypse and everything that happened after that has brought him to the point where the edgiest content you'll see from him is fucking like pokemon card opening uh videos man like yeah like, i, I think it's really sad dude. and the thing is like these people who are making these fucked up videos as a joke to all those stupid different kind of challenges coming out every second right people making yeah, like the pancake challenge the portal challenge it's like what the yeah. fuck this mainstream yeah. bullshit was you know the paul yeah. brothers and all the shit and they were making us like a satire on this thing right and yeah. then like i mean they didn't being like bash it crazy exactly yeah. and like the only person to survive the apocalypse honestly was how to basic cuz like there isn't actually anything in this video you could actually target which was offensive right sure. cuz the most using is just very, yeah it's very it's like verbal very uncomfortable stuff exactly and it's line. something i watch cuz for a fucked up side of my head enjoys it which i don't know why <laughs> but it does you know like it's like i like him throwing those eggs constantly you know what i'm saying yeah it's just like, like so fucking weird yeah and like can you imagine the timing like when all the shit is happening on youtube is changing forever and the fucking ad apocalypse begins and all that that's exactly the time when wine shut down and oh my god that was, that was when uh david dobrik and liza koshi and lele pons amanda sorni king bark and all these fucking yeah can't I mean, started coming like, on to youtube which is a bark videos i guess but like these three and obviously jake and logan paul oh and, my god these motherfuckers have to shift to youtube start you know getting money again start uh creating content because they don't have a platform anymore and, and once they brought their shit to youtube like 
uh, and YouTube is going through this, you know, this fucking disaster, uh, like in the PR field. They decided, oh shit, these guys are Disney stars. These guys are like family friendly, you know, clean content. We need to promote them as much as we fucking can and put them on trending all the fucking time. Yeah, and happening. their videos are genuinely bad and fucking cringy. You know? stuff, yeah. Cause yeah. like, I remember, you know, like the most you could watch in their videos, clickbait titles about nudity, a lot of ass and tits. Yeah. Or like something or the other, I kiss my brother's girlfriend. Who? No one gives a fuck. Yeah. Like, like no they one would gives not a be, fuck. Bro, they would not be as big as they are right now if YouTube hadn't promoted the fuck out of them and like shat on all their other creators. You know, it's like the best part like, is YouTube got like super car mod as well. Because like these are also the people that screwed up YouTube's image with the kind of content they uploaded, which brought another yeah. controversy like the whole Suicide Forest thing and Jake oh, Paul's yeah, fucking yeah. offensive ass videos and yeah. everything. It's like so YouTube funny. at one point was glorifying the fuck out of these whole, like these yeah, fuckers, yeah. right? And like the next yeah. second, like these people are launch out with like these very brash, insensitive ass videos. Like sort of, have you seen the Logan Paul's Suicide Forest video, the one he did in Japan? No, not really. I just heard about it. Yeah. So like, you know, like how fucked up is that dude? Like. See, I love my share of dark content, okay? I thrive on that shit. But watching a guy who has hung himself record and like more over laughing about it and then uploading yeah. it on YouTube is just like, dude, that's like Dude, what makes it worse is what makes it worse is that like the uh um like you know that Logan Paul and his like dumbass fucking friends went to Japan for that sole purpose. Like you know they went there to Ekigahara Forest, like yeah, forest. they went there for the sole purpose of finding a dead body so they could sensationalize the fuck out of the video and like put a clickbait title saying we found a dead body in the forest and like get views because like all they care about, they don't care about disrespecting a fucking like they care about money who committed suicide like a few days ago. Like they don't care about the, the person's family. They don't care about they have no fucking moral compass whatsoever. All they care about is getting that fucking money man. and uh, like and What's fucked up is that this this forest, right? It's like it's so popular for being um, uh, a place where you know people commit suicide in Japan at the end of every fiscal year, and like you have like hundreds of suicides every fucking year, and it keeps increasing, right? It's, it's a fucking like the I best think it's year, apparently. over thousands. And, uh, I'm not sure. And and they can't even pretend like they didn't know exactly what they were doing or where yeah, they were Yeah, everyone is aware about this place. No, forget that. Let's say they weren't aware. When you enter Ekigahara, like it's somewhere on Mount Fuji, I think, you enter Ekigahara, like there are literally trails everywhere that have signs that urge suicidal visitors, like, you know, to call their family or like get help and like, don't do it. Like there's a suicide yeah. prevention hotlines. On they the have benches field. in there to like, Big let time. people sit and think about their stuff and everything. Like they're trying to <laughs> yeah, make it as like, hospitable to people as possible. And it's yeah, just like, man. it's so fucked up because like you have this yeah. bunch of like insensitive American, you know, adults who yeah. are Disney rejects now roaming around making videos about throwing bunnies on Lamborghinis and like, yeah. uh, you know, lewd fucking images for their clickbait titles and shit. Who like yeah. all they care about is like YouTube drama, like oh my god, I broke up yeah. with this girl, I cheated on her, and all this fucking bullshit, yeah. right? And and like like yeah, they're just there, and like like you said, like you know, they didn't go there because they wanted to explore that taste. They went there in hopes of finding a dead body, and they did. Yeah. And it's like yeah. it makes you question, like, 
Yeah. Why are your kids that. looking up to these people? Like you know, yeah. like what's even worse is that how uh, sociopathic are they? As the Paul brothers are, and as much of like as sadistic as they are, you got to think about the fact that YouTube recently, I think, yeah, very recently, took down IW's video on Leafy, the content cop on Leafy. Wait, they did? Bullying. Yeah, yeah, like uh, they took it down for violating community guidelines. Okay. And are you fucking serious? No, wait, wait, listen, bro. So all IDAPs did in that video, as you know, is like he made criticized it. Yeah, having a weak chin. Okay, that's the only bullying that happened. Everything else is just like constructive criticism at best. Okay, and like he made fun of Leafy for having a weak chin, which is bullying, sure. Leafy made fun of like autistic kids on his channel and was still monetized. And moreover, this Logan Paul video, right, the one where he shows a dead body in the video. And zooms in on on the the body's like hands and the guy's pockets and like you know like puts it in his title, puts it in the thumbnail, and completely like sensationalizes this fucking suicide, right? Yeah. Don't even talk. Like monetizes it. Uh, this video was approved by YouTube, and like after getting six million views, right, and being fucking hate bombed, like they put it on trending. Like a human being watched this video, a human moderator at YouTube, an employee watched the video. Said, yeah, cool, family-friendly content, it's all good. Like you know, put it on trending, and the fact that like I can't fucking fathom it, dude. Like, like just because they were connected to Disney Maker Studios and they were bringing in a lot of fucking money, like from all these nine to twelve-year-old like idiots who would you know consume their content, they were like, yeah, yeah, like it's fucking yeah, good, man. Like put it on trending, let more people see it. Like this is totally a good representation of what like platforms all about. And like, because of what they did, like, man, everyone fucking knew about the suicide forest. Twenty eighteen changed YouTube forever. Like that one incident, like YouTube has, like YouTube was changing for the worst. For the After worst, like Logan Paul suicide forest video, right? Twenty eighteen suicide forest video, like it ruined YouTube. Like, um, I think that's uh, also the year when the shitty ass YouTube rewind started. Oh my god, dude! Like at at this point, YouTube rewind is just like. Like it's just a highlight reel for advertisers. I oh, think dude. 2016 like, was the last year you actually had a good YouTube rewind. If I'm not wrong. Yeah, man. Now like it doesn't matter which content creators blowing up, which ones are popular, which ones are like the fan favorites and shit. They just put all these fucking family friendly like vloggers. And it's bullshit. It's literally bullshit. bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Anyone who has like the biggest company sponsoring them, like YouTube will suck their dick and like put them up there. And like basically, look like it's a big message to the advertisers. Like, look at all the people we have, like who are family friendly. Like, please, you know, please uh, put your ads on our website. We need the money. And like honestly, I get it. You know, there are cringe content that people like. It's fine. Like, you know, you have your interest. You like these shitty slime videos or whatever. I'm not gonna go ahead and like you know actually call you abuse or bully them as such. Okay, fine. Like, YouTube as a platform, I think it deserves to have its share of. You know, viewer yeah, videos that people want to enjoy as well. Like you know, there are kids watching it. Fine, they get off to that happy. Um, I don't mean the get off is like that kind of get off, but like just in uh, general, right? Yeah, but like it's like you know, why is it that we have generalized this once such a glorious concept of a software to like just a kid-friendly channel? Because like. uh sort of right uh, you watch gordon ramsay's videos right because you're very interested in cooking and everything yeah, yeah so you watch his uh, you you watch a lot of culinary art on youtube in general right yeah 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's one of my things. Like that's pretty much the only thing I use YouTube for nowadays. It's just for culinary purposes. So, like you know, there are these varied fields, right? Now we are sort of and sort of ourselves. We are using YouTube as a platform to broadcast our podcast as well, and like we have these like n number of you know uncensored, explicit content which gives you what's there, you know, bold and brutal. You know, if that's the right way to put it. And then like YouTube is so ashamed. to admit that people like us exist people like they exist you know who are actually giving them the content and the views that they have and not like yeah. some fucking disney rejects making <coughs> excuse me videos about breaking plates in their houses and yeah. duct taping their girlfriends yeah. and shit up with the golden child yeah like what the fuck happened to this place like you know yeah. it's like This was a place where everyone could express themselves, you know. Yeah, I mean the fucking tagline of YouTube is broadcast yourself. Right? Yeah, it was like that once. Like, you, yeah. it was a place where everyone could be whatever they want, yeah. and that has completely disappeared. Yeah. If you are yeah. who you are, YouTube is gonna fucking fuck you in the ass, dude. If you aren't like, like constantly sucking YouTube's dick. and trying your best to keep up with the algorithm and keep changing the content you make to appease the youtube gods like you're just not going to make money man you're not going to be popular like dude there are so many oh yeah so uh, some of my favorite uh uh youtubers currently because of all the ones that i used to love like being deep the ones who survived is yeah is like these two uh, movie like film critics Called uh, YMS and Ralph the Movie Maker. Right? Okay. And these guys, they don't even make offensive content. They put fucking movie reviews. It's all they do. Like they review. Yeah, yeah. Even I watch movies. Uh, yeah, content like that. There and there. And like, obviously they're gonna like you know, cuss here and then and like say like speak offensive language or whatever. Yeah. Right. And uh, after the Suicide Forest thing, YouTube like came down hard on like the content. Uh, ID and like copyright claims and shit, right? Like it used to be before in the YouTube guidelines, there's this concept called fair use. Are you familiar with it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what fair use is, uh, what it means is that if you let's say you want to review a movie, okay, uh, you're allowed to put in clips of the movie, but not the discuss the clips. Yeah. And like, uh, as long as the content is is transformative in nature as other word they use transformative yeah and the audio should be censored for the most part as well no 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 you can put audio you can put whatever the fuck you want you yeah. can put like a you can put an entire 5 minute clip of a of a movie as long as it it like seg the like throughout the video it segues into you discussing something or like bringing something new to the yeah there needs to be that 30 second gaps yeah. you know yeah and like before like 2017 like it was so easy to like you can put an entire fucking movie on youtube and as long as you give relevant commentary and you add something and you transform the content like and like youtube would not give a shit and like you know these big uh, film distributor companies like who own the rights and shit they wouldn't copyright claim anything or like they would if they could but you know like it was fair they wouldn't be aware of and, it yeah sure and after 2018 like youtube was so fucking scared that like advertisers would pull out again and the fucking big corporates will pull out again like fucking UMG and Sony yeah. music entertainment and all that shit right like 
now even these youtubers who are making like like critiques of films like whether they hate it or love it whatever the fuck like if they put like dude they can put like a fucking 10 second clip to point out how good or bad it is usually how bad it is right if you're watching like that but they put a 10 second clip from the movie cats right and like to make fun of it <laughs> and before they can even like publish the video like in the while uploading it it's already copyright claimed huh? it's already demonetized and like what's worse than being demonetized is that what this what youtube is doing now is like you can have a video that goes under the radar and like you know has uh, copyrighted clips in it that are very clearly fair use and what they'll do is instead of demonetizing your video they will monetize it for the copyright holders yeah i know so like any money you make goes into like the, the fucking company's pocket and also so, this thing right where uh, i i remember this was also happening like you know if someone else was claiming a video for someone else right if you were claiming as copyrights uh, or uh, what do you say patent use of a particular clip or any subject in one of your videos you someone who is not even related to that you know the produ- production of that content which is being used was also earning money at some point i remember this was a big thing cuz like people were claiming videos like of popular youtubers for other channels or other production houses or something but instead of mm-hmm. the money going to the production house or other youtubers the guy who was claiming the video for them was the one earning so he's <laughs> just there sitting on his fat ass eating a pizza drinking a liter of coke and yeah. spoiling in his greasy ass chair but yeah. getting money of you know big shots yeah. for someone else even though it is not a content you have worked on <laughs> used on even even watched for that instance you Dude, just I've, shot I've your shot like i respect the hustle man but like it's it's fucking it's so fucked up cuz like this spoiled content on youtube on such a major extent you know he like he like you know we went from valuable criticism and you know graciously discussed content to like reaction videos yeah no reaction videos like always a thing but like no but now, like, they're popular now they weren't as popular before right reaction videos might they had certain like yeah you are aware they were a thing but now everyone is making a reaction video like every big shot youtuber at some point has left what they actually did and started making reaction videos in for pewdiepie that instance you know he's reacting to memes yeah. right but yeah. the reason why it makes a difference is cuz like he's actually giving valuable criticism and his opinions and like actual information that's probably worthy like you know when he's reacting to memes he's reacting to content made for him Yeah. So like that makes sense. Like you know, this is centered around him, so he's allowed to do that. He's not sitting and watching ten funny videos and saying you laugh, you lose challenge. Like bro, to be honest, like the kind of content PewDiePie makes is so fucking like bland and like boring and like I agree. Just, like one dimensional. If it wasn't him making it, like his personality, like carries like, he he's carrying all this fucking content on his back, like right and, and like just. just by the fact that you know he has he's and that he's talking yeah he just has a very like charming and like engaging personality so you want to listen to what he what he's got to say about everything and he's just like he's a like naturally like really funny guy and uh, very level headed when he's not you know calling people the n word on fucking live stream <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah oh, like, when he's not angry and he's not uh, you know getting his ass beat in fucking pubg or whatever like he's a very level headed guy and he's very 
Felix is genuinely a very nice person, you know. You could see yeah, that he's he is, he is, yeah. he's definitely a very humble guy because like yeah. you've I seen mean, him in vlogs of other people and stuff. He knows when he's supposed yeah. to be joking and when he's supposed to be, you know, in his senses. Sure. And he's also like very humble about his position, which most people or like anyone wouldn't be, man. Like exactly. God basically. Like, and you yeah. know, if you go to like people like Ethan Klein, you know, S3 S3, they yeah. basically make critics criticism videos where they roast people right cuz like mm-hmm. Ethan does a lot of these videos where he finds out like the most fucked up side of YouTube like fucking <laughs> big people eating like yeah. sea animals alive yeah. and shit you know and yeah. uh you know it's like ideally you wouldn't watch that if anyone was making it but because of Ethan who he is you are vested into that whole video cuz like his personality the way he talks about the way he actually you know does his little sketches on it and stuff it is so fucking interesting it's genuinely funny and it's like that's what captures your attention right and like yeah like you know we've lost a, it's just like it's a very sad story you know like through the entire time we've lost so much on youtube from where we were supposed to be to where you know it's like we expected to see it go better and now we're here stuck with you know just like content creators who made their names at one particular era trying to survive because this is their livelihood now and they don't have a a choice you know yeah it's like youtube uh, has become a puppet master puppeteering all these people yeah. under their control but um, let, let's go back a bit and like uh, talk about uh, like 2015 2016 and early 2017 and uh, about like you know when like our favorite youtubers were thriving I'm talking about the yeah. frank and idubs and h3h3 and daily underay uh, who else bro uh, yeah all these youtubers would make like i, I wouldn't say offensive content but very uh, sensitive about very not even sensitive man say it's very like um uh, edgy is the word like, I I'd say edgy, sure. very edgy yeah filthy frank for sure right and like the beauty of filthy frank is that like most people who who can't stand his content are just because they find it like too disgusting or too over the top or too offensive and, yeah they can't stomach it right but there are a large number of people who used to like dislike bomb his old videos and shit who genuinely believed that this guy is a real person but that that this isn't a character being played by yeah like, like filthy frank is like normal. the person he is on the youtube i remember like yeah people used to think yeah. like this is the actual and, person himself and the problem with people thinking this is a real character and like honestly i i thought it was like a real character too but like a little um oh uh, how do i put it like he's he's doing a parody of himself in a slight way yeah. just for the camera or like being a little bit over the top just for the views just for the yeah for the view but that's that's his real personality it's real person right and like so like i don't blame them the, but i enjoyed the content a lot cuz like it's 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 genuinely good content like if you look past all the i mean i mean i guess it kind of makes the content if you look past all the edgy offensive like stuff like you can so clearly tell it's satire right yeah and, definitely uh, the, the problem with filthy frank and why he never made it like to the to the trending tab or to the youtube mainstream and even though he was like you know everyone's favorite youtuber like pewdiepie was so inspired by filthy frank like that voice he did as a, a character he did with the beard and the fucking my new car video like so much of pewdiepie's content he 
copy is filthy frank's inflection like if you hear that yeah like the, you can actually evidently see it right there yeah you can tell beauty by the huge filthy frank fan right he and he your, said it himself to be honest yeah yeah he always like pays respects to papa frank mentioned yeah but uh oh uh, yeah so if you don't know filthy frank is he's this youtuber uh is a character played by joji like you guys probably know him from his music and stuff yeah but uh is a youtuber who has like like all of his videos are filled with blatant like racism and homophobia misogyny sexism like all the horrible things you can possibly think of is like like, <laughs> like squeezed into each of his videos right and uh what makes all the shit special like the way he approaches these topics and like makes these jokes is that he's able to satire like uh, satirize people who are actually racist or actually sexist or homophobic and what not exactly and like basically be so over the top with how offensive he's being that he's poking fun at people who actually believe those kind of things right right but at the same time like here and there in his videos and certain videos like he's making some really fucking good points and giving very relevant and very brutally like, honest you know just a position yeah, and much needed social commentary like one of my favorite videos by him ever which i think everybody should go check out is um fuck what is it called it's the, yeah oh uh, i was born in the wrong generation Have yeah i remember it i remember this video yeah so that video is just absolute fucking gold man like it has such relevant like uh like like social commentary and commentary on like the current like gen z culture commentary on the digital age age of information also has like really like well structured jokes and like like well acted skits like has everything that makes filthy frank good is in that one video and it's like um yeah dude it's it's so fucking well done and uh, it's uh, it it really calls out all those fucking idiots who say shit like i was born in the wrong generation please like let me be born in the 60s and 70s like i want to yeah. you know uh, i i hate music nowadays all music nowadays is trash and all those fucking idiots who actually believe that kind of stuff cuz they they like like anyone who says that music nowadays is trash and like you know they don't make they don't make them like they used to or whatever you know those people are only listening to the fucking radio or like top top 200 top 40 billboards and that kind of charts like now more than ever like there is such a huge diversity in um the amount of music you can listen to online you can find anything any fucking genre and you can like explore so much it's like unlimited like you have the fucking internet man you can listen to anything from every fucking year that's ever been recorded and put like online and like for people to say that music isn't good nowadays like that's because you aren't fucking looking hard enough you aren't like you're not searching for the right ones yeah and the thing is what the internet has done is like blurred the lines between mainstream and underground because when you go online you will find like dedicated fan followings for the most underground bands ever like you will find i actually um, happen to be one of the so those people you know i, I follow right. all these underrated artists who have go and look at their instagram pages they barely have like 6k followers or 10k followers and then you have yeah. people like fucking i mean i don't want to take big z and like travis scott and everyone like 5 million 6 million all these like okay yeah. fine their music might be good and everything you know but like have you ever actually seen what actual art is like 
these artists that I listen to, like you know, they have stories in their songs, they have stories in their music, and it's mm-hmm. genuinely so beautiful. And they're not mainstream, and it's not because they're not mainstream. I'm so attracted to them. Mm-hmm. It's because of the quality of their content that you know stands out from the rest. And, and also, sort of like these small-time artists that you find, right? Who's like that's a six K followers and whatnot. Yeah, like you yeah. would never have found them unless we were living in this current age of information, the digital age. Like, how the fuck would someone with like you know very uh, low budget and no connections to studio executives and record companies and mixers and masters and producers and like like with no connection to the music industry whatsoever can like sit on their fucking laptop and like you know like produce mix and master a song and upload it to Instagram and like start gaining a fan following you can only do that in this current age like it's it's like it's such a fucking blessing, honestly. Like to have access to be able to, to access all. Yeah, I definitely yeah, agree. In the sixties, if you had an idea for a song or like a band, like you'd probably never like make it big. Like chances are, like odds are against you because you need so much time and money and resources to like get your stuff like approved by a record label. Get studio time, pay for studio time. Even get to the first part about making the music part. That 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 itself would have been so hard to yeah, compile all like, the shit without all this. Now, if I want to make a song, I can make it right now within five minutes and upload it yeah, on like 16 different like, fucking platforms. Yeah. Like, a great example is like, Triple uh, X Tentacion. Like, uh, X used to upload his um, music to SoundCloud, right? Right. And he wasn't like he had like a few thousand followers or so, like maybe like ten thousand max, right? When he went to jail, that was like twenty fifteen or so. And while he was in jail, right, like for I don't know how long he was in jail for, but while he was in jail, like one of his uh, songs, "Look at Me," everyone was looking. One of his songs blew the fuck up all over social media, and like he came out of jail, like he spent so much time not promoting his music not like you know like uh, getting like sponsorships or getting record deals any of that shit while he was in jail like the time that lapsed over there he came out of like prison a fucking superstar like he came out as a fucking celebrity like everyone knew his name and his popularity just fucking skyrocketed from there like all because he uploaded like a couple of songs to soundcloud that like happened to blow up and like and like everyone knows who X is now, man. Like everyone fucking like. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't even X. listen to his music, but I know who he is. Yeah, everyone like it's crazy, man. Like this kid was like, he was like 17 when like you know he became this fucking like household name, and it's all because like you have the internet, dude, and you have like this huge platform where you can upload anything and everything, and you will find your fan base because they will find stuff that they're attracted to and they find that through uh, definitely you know how easily accessible everything is nowadays yeah like you know in the end it all comes down to the fact that we've been blessed with the whole we've been blessed with technology right it's 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 been made available to us to like manipulate and use according to our will what do we want to watch what do you want to listen to what do you want to make and everything it's all easily available to us now we've seen like the darkest ages of this technological advancement as well. And I don't mean it from like the boomer perspective about, oh, how these kids are on their phones all the time. No, I mean it by the fact that like, we have seen people 
who were worthy lose their worthiness because of big fucking corporations coming into the picture and taking away the spotlight and stuff but like yeah. you know it's like we are still in the dark ages the dark ages haven't left yet cuz like we're still living in the time when like reject uh, disney rejects are the ones making the most popular content even with failed you know uh, what do you say record labels or like uh, deals they are still the ones making most money some fucking how and mm. people who actually make original worthy content are the ones who are sitting in the back seat hoping to get views mm. right and this is something that i don't feel like is going to really come to an end for a long fucking time because of the way things run on the internet right now it's always going to be in the underground or the internet or the dark side of the internet as most people like to call it you know the rules of the internet and yeah man it's like i'm really glad we had this episode cuz like youtube is something that you know sorov and i are using as like one of the major platforms to broadcast our podcast as well right cuz like youtube is something that's easily mm. accessible to everyone like we're using spotify and other yeah. different uh, various uh, you know services as well but like youtube is something that we're really really reaching out for it's cuz it's made so convenient for everyone to be able to use and mm. you know making it ourselves into this whole picture right now is extremely difficult cuz like no matter what we do you know it's not as easy as us producing endless amount of content and eventually getting somewhere because like it's not there it's not like that anymore it's not like quantity and quality over everything it's it's just the ad pocket i want to tell you guys it's not very fucking similar what i'm sorry you were saying has anyone told you guys that you sound very alike <laughs> like if if i didn't know what you guys were interested in and what you had knowledge on i could not tell the difference of like most of the podcasts in time <laughs> but uh, yeah man like you know like i think we'll wrap it up for this this one so yeah like the dark ages are there they never going to leave or hopefully they will at some point when youtube actually decides to give a fuck about their algorithm because yeah like you know i mm. this is something like you know i know this cuz like every time uh, i'm uploading a podcast right no. there is this option that says is this video suitable for kids and i have to click no every time cuz it is it yeah and if someone decides that it's suitable for kids my any chance of reaching a certain you know yeah. level of reach or i just use the word popularity yeah. will instantly be taken away Dude, you like I don't know about about you, but I have a strong feeling that I mean I pretty much know that YouTube is never gonna get out of this dark age. Like, yeah, never gonna reclaim its fucking. You know, I remember my independent channel. I had an independent channel yeah. called Cyber Bandits, right? That's where the, my whole persona began in a way. And like, mm. I, it was monetized at one point. Like, I used to actually earn money before the whole new age of YouTube came in. monitor to your channel to be monetized and to earn revenue you need to have like this certain number of watch time and subscribers and everything and there was a point in my life where i wasn't making a lot of money okay i was barely making a, like a little bit and this is like 2 yeah. 3 4 years ago right but i was still making money right i was getting ads and shit on my video it was so cool because i was just like a 15 year old kid who was so excited that he was getting advertisements on some shitty to great content that he was making right and it's like it's like everything got fucking taken away you know everything just yeah. got shattered and now 
everything is super hard and it's not even like you want to struggle for success it's like you think the dark age is nothing you do matters anymore yeah but like it's really funny if you think about it this way like if you really on some butterfly effect type shit like a bunch of dudes in kerala and lungi is like basically ruined <laughs> ruined youtube for like and like like completely destroyed the careers of so many fucking people i swear to god it's always like, been the indians <laughs> yeah dude like like india in a way is the reason why like hundreds have, of like and thousands of creators have no jobs <laughs> we have singer and he screwed over the entire world yeah, i don't know how the fuck we managed <laughs> it's like our revenge for the britishers bro <laughs> the fucking brits but uh yeah, yeah. i mean that's it uh sort of hello sort of yeah, take away the confusion <laughs> mate <laughs> i mean just follow us on spotify youtube soundcloud because we are up on all those platforms you can also follow us on anchor which is also one of the other podcast uh, based uh, app that you can actually follow us on yeah so thank you for watching please uh, like subscribe and hope to see you again bye see you guys See you.